Christianity real. The resurrection, unfortunately, in America is celebrated on one day of the year, and they call it Easter. But that's because most churches out there on this planet pretty much only celebrates half of what is intended to be Christianity. Did you know that? That most of the world right now only experience half of what is the message of Christianity. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You go, well, what's the full message? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. It says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. There's this thing called the gospel. And Paul's saying, hold on to it. It's super important. I want you to be unshakable in your understanding and in your efforts to hold on to this thing called the gospel. For what I received I passed on to you as of what? First importance. And he says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. There you go. Chapter 1. Part 1. The gospel that is preached to most people in religious circles that believe in Christianity of some sort, it tends to just stop there. It's just basically, hey, Jesus died for your sins according to the scriptures. Most churches you go to nowadays, you're going to hear that. Once, twice, maybe the whole time. Hey, Jesus died for your sins according to the scriptures. Guess what? Your sins are forgiven because Jesus died for your sins. God loves you. Just accept him because he died for your sins. But that's only half the picture. Let me tell you why that's only half the picture. When Jesus died for our sins, no one followed him. The message of the cross, when Jesus died on our sins, did you know that was a dark day for everyone? The apostles, they all fled. The town that had worshipped Jesus and thought he was amazing turned on him. The government declined to do anything. And people were heartbroken disappointed and deserting when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. See, that's only half the gospel. Well, what's the full gospel? Verse four, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. You see, the gospel has two parts. Jesus died for our sins. But you see, that's just kind of like watching Star Wars and stopping at the Empire Strikes Back. Do you remember that growing up? That was the first, I think, in history that ever happened in movies. You know, you're watching Star Wars. That first one was so awesome, right? Death Star blowing up. You know, you, if you watch the original now, this, the special effects look really bad. But this is like, you know, back then. I was in, what, sixth grade? Maybe fifth grade? I forget. I saw that thing five times. You know, this was the type of movie people would go back to. It was an incredible fad. Wow, Empire, you know, Return of the... I mean, uh, Star Wars, A New Hope. Then there's Empire Strikes Back, and the movie just ends. Luke has no hand. Darth Vader is his dad. 
It just ends. You sit there watching and go like, huh? Yeah, that's not good news. It's like watching Beauty and the Beast. And the beast just dies. That rose petal drops to the bottom. And Belle's just crying there. Camera pans out. Credits. Oh, it's such good news. Jesus died for our sins. No, you know what? Back then when Jesus died, it was like, wow. I paid 13 bucks for this. It's terrible. That's why I didn't like La La Land. I know, you might have liked it. I didn't. Yeah, no happy ending. You see, without the resurrection, there's no happy ending. Well, why did Jesus need to resurrect? Well, first off, just to prove the Bible is true. It's funny, I was studying with some of the teens... uh, Last week, and we live in an age where, gosh, Christianity seems like, oh, been there, done that. If you ever talk to people nowadays, oh, Christianity, ah, you know, we even call this era the post-Christian era. How sad is that, right? You know, uh, that doesn't sound right. But here's something you never get post on, Jesus resurrecting. Christianity is the only religion authored by eyewitnesses. Did you know that? The Bible is written by eyewitnesses. The Bible is written by people who say they swore they saw Jesus resurrect from the dead. They talked to him. They interacted with him. They spent 40 days. They saw him shoot up into heaven. And they say, I am so convinced that I saw this. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to risk everything because I believe in this. You see, we actually have a religion. You don't get post on. Because really, we actually serve a God who's willing to prove himself to us. That's humble, isn't it? Parents in the room, don't you hate it when your kids want you to prove something to you? Like prove that you should be obeyed? Like, you know how long, how many diapers I've changed? Do you know how many games I've watched? And I ask you, take out the garbage and I get a huff and an eye roll? You see, you know, we go up to here with our feelings when that happens, right? A little higher, 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 you know, depending on your temperament. But God just goes, hey, I'm going to prove myself to you. That's a cool message. The resurrection tells us something awesome. But what else does it do? Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want you to understand the resurrection is the gospel. If you go to churches that focus on how Jesus died for your sins, they're only giving you half the truth. They're only letting you live in Empire Strikes Back. They're only letting you watch the beast die. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. Here's more proof that the, God, the resurrection is the gospel. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Paul says, remember Jesus raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. That's it. You see, if we just stop on Jesus dying for our sins, 
I want you to understand that leaves us in a hopeless place. That's saying you are a hopeless basket case. You are the personal cosmic bailout. You are so irredeemable. You are such a loser. We've just got to, you, you'll never get a job. So you get to live in God's basement. Playing video games. Parents are like, no. Doesn't that sound a little sad? See, well, what's the gospel? It's the resurrection. You go, what does that mean? Verse nine. For which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Here's where it gets kind of dicey. You can live in your parents' basement. You can play video games all you want. One thing you won't have is this thing called self-respect. You can feed off of other people. What you'll never have is this thing called confidence. You can just be the same person every day in and out. You'll never feel satisfied. And Paul says this thing that's a little hard for us to swallow. Because Jesus resurrected, he says, I suffer. Because Jesus resurrected, I'm willing to suffer. You go, why is that? Go to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. This is a little side note because I want us to connect with this. Because the gospel isn't just Jesus dying for our sins. It's him resurrecting. And Paul says, guess what? I suffer for that. You know, if you want to actually have self-respect, you need to suffer. You need to maybe put out those applications to get a job. You may need to say no to whatever it is that's dogging you or hurting you. But whatever you're doing that's hurting you and making life just one notch below what you believe you dream it can be. Whatever that one, two, or three things that you're holding on to, it's hard to give up, isn't it? It's hard. If you overeat, that Krispy Kreme donut seems like it's made out of magnets. And you're steel, right? It just goes, <laughs> like, what's in my mouth? It's just steel. And there's that magnet dog, blink, blink, everywhere you go, food, 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 just comes in. If it's cowardice, if it's anger, have you ever just had, you know, some of, we just have bad temper, don't we? And when, and when you get mad, it just feels like it's right. I'm in the zone. Truth is flowing out of me. I'm being so real. I am now letting truth and reality reign in this home. And everyone else sees, oh, curse, mash puny human dish. But whatever it is, it just holds on to us. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. 
And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead, there is power. The resurrection tells us there is power if we decide we want to be like Jesus. Jesus did not come just to save you. He came to lead you. See, the biggest lie that corrupts Christianity is that Jesus is there at Jack in a Box waiting to take your order. You know? He's right there. He's going, <laughs> It's weird, those things. You know, I bet you, it's like they do it on purpose. They like have something that muffles your voice on purpose. I think they do that. I bet you, they, you know, I bet you one day I'll drive up and it'll be crystal clear. Hello, how can I help you? And I go, oh, wow, I can hear you. They go, oops, click. It's like there's something there intentionally muffling your voice, right? But then, you know, we just think there is God with a muffled voice trying to take our orders. And that's Jesus. And that's who he is. He's just there to serve you and save you and help you and bail you out. You could live in that basement for as long as you like. And this is Christianity. Welcome Jesus into your home. Because he'll clean it. He'll vacuum. He'll take you your meals. But see, Jesus didn't, he didn't just come to save us. He came to lead us. And there is power when you can be like Jesus. That's what Paul knew. He says, man, if I could just be like Jesus. If I could just be like Jesus, I'm going to experience power. Some of us, we just need to be honest with each other. I'm not feeling that powerful. We need to just look, our, look at ourselves in the mirror and you go, you know what I'm doing is I'm going day to day. I'm trying to get through at school. I go to work, hang out with my significant other or hunt around for a significant other. With my significant other, we just kind of go through the motions because we're kind of mad at each other or a little bit afraid of each other. We don't want to say anything. And, and, and if we do say something, it's just going to get too crazy. And so then what I do, because I have to go to work the next day, I just kind of make it through, maybe watch some TV, look on something online and then go to bed, wake up, start my job again. You go, well, I feel powerful because on the weekends I could drink what I want so I don't feel as bad about how boring the week, week was. I can party with whomever. And boy, I'm free. And this is powerful and this is awesome. And Jesus says, you know what? There's something else that you can experience. It's way better than that. But you got to be like me. Well, how do I got to be like Jesus? Let's go in Romans chapter 6. Because many of you are visiting with us. Your, your family members have been in this church for a while. You've heard many lessons possibly until you said, I've heard enough. 
Maybe you heard it from your parents at home or your relatives at home. Maybe they preached or nagged you too much or whatnot. And and guess what? Sometimes you just got to go, okay, who is Jesus? Why is Jesus? And kind of settle in with that. And in Romans chapter 6, you go, how do I follow Jesus? It says in Romans chapter 6, verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that Christ, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And here's this thing. It just says, hey, when you get baptized, you die to an old life and you're raised to a new life. And see, resurrection power only happens. That new life, the Bible says when you get baptized, there's this thing called a new life that happens. And the theme of the service today is rise up. Because we need to go, wow, don't I want to have a new life? Don't you like it when spring comes? See, this spring is special, isn't it? You know why it's special? Because we suffered through the rain. We've been so unused to rain. I was, I was up in Tahoe, just so you know. Yo, having fun? No, I was helping the church in Reno. And I've been there from Wednesday, and we re- returned uh, Saturday. But they wanted to do a retreat up in Tahoe, so we drove up there. Did you know when we went to, up to Tahoe, it was snowing. It was snowing Wednesday. I've never seen live snow. Like, I saw it once in Budapest for a second. You know, what were you doing in Budapest? I'm not like this world traveler. I mean, I went to this one conference in Budapest, and it was snowing a little bit. But I've never seen it snow in America and, like, really snow. It was really cool. And so we're driving, and we're talking about how, yes, it's so great that it's snowing and and stuff like that. And one of the brothers said, yeah, but you guys are in trouble when that dam breaks, huh? I guess there's some dam here that's about to burst once all the snow melts and all the water rises and everything like that. You know, we've forgotten. We had to go through a storm. And remember how terrible it is? How many of you have been driving in L.A. and hitting all the potholes? And you go, raka and sockum, raka, 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 all these potholes. What's wrong with this state? And now it's raining and then you can look outside and things are green. And we're like, wow, it's so beautiful. Nothing grows unless you make it through that storm. And Jesus wants us to understand this one thing. Unless it dies, it does not rise. Simply, that's all it says right here. Why do we have the resurrection? Sure, it's to inspire us and convince us that God is God, the Bible is the Bible, and Jesus is Lord. But the other thing it says here is unless it dies, it does not rise. You can't have a new life until the old one is gone. That's a hard thing. Because there's that one thing that's dogging you that somehow makes life, it's like you're walking with something dragging you by the back. And that same thing that's dogging you is the thing you just can't give up. The thing you know, if only this could change, I'd be so happy, but boy, do I love it. It could be your fear. It could be your pride. It could be your lust. It could be your greed. It could be your resentment. 
It could be all of it. Your fear, lust, resentment, and greed. All in a perfect storm. In one person that you're madly in love with. Right? You know, it's just like a lot going on at once. And God says, let it die. So you could be raised. Resurrection power is the most amazing power you can experience. It's so much fun to live a new life as opposed to go day to day in the old. Don't get fooled by the world. The world just tells you, let it go, right? Let it go, let it go. I won't. You want want me to try? No, you don't want me singing. If I sing, let it go, then you're going to go. Yeah, let you go. Or you'll make me go. No, let you go. Yeah, maybe we should say let it die instead. See, let it go. I was watching it and part of it was like, oh yes, it's such an anthem, whatever. But then I don't know if that's true. Do I just need to let it all go? If I let it all go, my goodness, we'd all be uncomfortable. There are some things you don't let go. Sometimes there are some things you just let it die. Let it die, let it die. Stop wondering when or why. Let it die, let it die. Look at sin and say bye-bye. Right? I don't care what they're going to say. Right? Just let sin move on. Popularity is overrated anyways, right? Say, what if she's saying that? Movie wouldn't be as big of a hit. But God just says, hey, resurrection power is awesome. And that's actually the gospel that God always intended us to live. Let's go to Colossians chapter two. We'll close out here. Actually, we'll do two more passages. Sorry about that. Colossians chapter two. In verse nine. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible reads, for in, all, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised. With a circumcision not performed by human hands, your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. You know, it's interesting. There was the ritual of circumcision. I won't go into the details of it, but we all know. We know without having to talk about it, right? And back then in the Old Testament, God's law, if you were not circumcised, you were not God's people. And Paul's saying, well, that circumcision doesn't exist anymore because we get baptized, and that's what makes you God's people. He says, what happens when you get baptized? Remember, you let it die. So some of us, we get baptized without letting anything die. Sometimes we get baptized just because, well, it's an outward sign of an inward acceptance of God's invitation for me to live in his basement. 
just to show that I'm living in God's basement and he's bailing me out, I'm going to get baptized to show, you know, I'm the ultimate Airbnb resident. And God says something different. He says, no, you know what? You got to let it die. But guess what raises you? Your faith. Faith is more than just this emotional experience. Faith is more than just an acceptance of God's grace. Faith is literally what raises you from the dead. Faith is powerful. And I encourage everyone here to become an expert of faith. Not the superficial faith that you hear about, but the real one that brings dead things to life. The faith that goes, man, you know what? I am so done. I am so over. I am so discouraged. I'm so disappointed. I'm so spent. I'm so tired. I'm so hard-hearted. I'm so numb. And says, guess what? Green grass can grow out of that hard ground. That you can go, wow, I'm so in love. I'm so hopeful. I'm so secure. I'm so confident. I'm so happy. I'm so joyful. I'm so hopeful. God says, you know what? Let it die so faith can reign. Live your life to the point where only faith can fuel you. It's a great way to live. We'll close out Luke chapter 9. So many of us, it's a comfortable place to live by your strength. And I got a call from someone. He was part of our church before. Then he left and he just called me the other day. And he wanted to ask my, for my help or my advice. And when I was talking to him, I just remembered, wow, I really, how much I like this person. I like this person so much because of something he said to me, and it made me feel really good, okay? But before I tell you what he said, let's read Luke chapter 9, shall we? And Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very soul? You know, a lot of the scriptures I'm using today are basic. But sometimes what we like to do is take basic things and add deeper meaning. And Jesus says this one thing is this, you know what? If you really want to resurrect and have that power, you don't just die once. You die daily. But I tell you, when you die, that's when faith reigns. When you push yourself to the point where the things that have controlled you and enslaved you for so long have to die, you really are start living by this thing called faith. And the reason why, when I was talking to this gentleman and he was telling me, and, and I just realized, wow, you know, I, I, like, I remembered why this guy was so encouraging to me. Because what he would say to me was, he goes, wow, Dave, I appreciate how loving you are. And I feel like you're a loyal friend. That's what he said to me. And you go, well, why is that so great? Because most people I interact with say, wow, Dave, you're so smart. You're so smart. You go, Dave, are you smart? 
I never thought of myself as that smart because I only live in my own head, right? You know, if you're good at something or whatever, you don't go, wow, I'm so good at it. You know, the people go, wow, I'm so good at it. Sometimes they're not that good at it, right? It's like William Hung on American Idol. He wasn't that good at it. You know, but he's like, oh, you know, she bangs, she bangs. He's singing all over the place. She's like, ugh. Um, But a lot of people, I hear, wow, you're so smart, you're so smart, you're so smart. I go, you know what? That doesn't take much for me to come across as smart. What takes all my faith is for people to feel that I'm loving. Because by my nature, I'm not. And that's why it meant a lot. Because that's where I'm trying to push myself to the faith point. And each one of us has that spot in our hearts, in our lives. We go, I could be so much more. There's somewhere, someplace deep down inside of us, there's that song we want to sing, but we're afraid. There's a person we want to forgive, but we're afraid. There's that job we want to shoot for, but we're what? Afraid. There's that degree we want to get, but we're afraid. You know, there's that person we want to call, but we're afraid. And and God just says, can you just live past that? Let it die. And watch what I can raise up in you. If you're visiting with us, we hope you come again. And if you don't, we hope you'll come next Easter. Christmas is a good time too. You know, summer's good. Give, give yourself a reason. Show up. We'll love you. You know, but during this time of the year and hopefully every day of the year moving forward, you will fall in love with resurrection power and never be afraid to let something die. Have a great time in fellowship. We're going to have a couple of songs too.